Welcome to this next episode of Unlock the Leader's Code with leadership enthusiast Tio Kang, serving solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and intrapreneurs to lift them up to their highest level of potential. Without further ado, here's your leadership coach, Tito Kang. Aloha, friends. This is Tito Kang coming to you on this edition of Unlock the Leader's Code live today on Wednesday, March the 15th. A week from now, we are going to be hitting spring, but you know, Mother Nature here in Montreal decided to send us one more taste of winter. I'm taking a cough here. Ah, this is live, so I'm going to be sipping the coffee, hoping to serve you today. As usual, what we want to share is the code that super leaders have to make them effective in their leadership. Hopefully, these codes will help you increase your leadership lid, therefore making you more of an effective leader in whatever role you take. Might it be in your enterprise, in your companies, in your family, in the community that you serve, in the charitable organization that you lead yourself. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into today's topic. And today's topic is simple. How super leaders flex. And what I want to say by that is really once a leader joined in, I know when I was a leader and I came in, Starbucks did a quick study to help us understand kind of our personalities and what's our tendencies. Now, you have to be careful when you go into these personalities tests that you are labeled. So I don't like labeling because we continue to evolve in our journey. However, there are some tendencies that it's important for you to notice. And if you take the proper test, the proper psychological, psychometrics test, you will be able to identify that your tendencies. And therefore, if the tendencies are giving you the results that you need, then perfect. But if your tendencies are not giving you the results that you need and you have what we call blind spots, it's good for you to be aware of them. So if you have a coach, if you are in an organization, try to get some studies about some evaluation, either a 360 evaluation, a peer evaluation, or a self-reflective evaluation to see where your tendencies lie. If you want to have some of those tools, feel free to PM me, private message me, or send me an email at info at So when I did this first test, it kind of showed that the type of leadership that was being used at Starbucks was what was called the supportive leadership. That means that the tendencies for the leaders in their leadership role at Starbucks was to be really supportive, encouraging, doing one of these, yes, you can do it, I believe in you. And that's great, but it's only great if it's in the right situation. So imagine this, right? If you, for the first time, are learning how to hammer a nail into uh, four by four plywood, if you're thinking about that, right? And first you're, you get the nail, I'm saying, hey, put the nail into the plywood. Now, what you would do is you wouldn't know what tool to use if it's a hammer unless you've seen it. So let's assume that you have not seen it. And I'm like, hey, you can do it, yes. And then you're, you know, you're looking at the nail and you're putting it on the plywood. It doesn't work. You're kind of wondering because you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't understand what is required to do that. So if you're the, the coach and the leader stands back and just say, hey, you can do it. I believe in you. Come on, you can do it. Being supportive by nature, it doesn't work. The leader 
will then need to flex her leadership style, become a bit more directive, go down to the teacher mode. And the teacher mode is this, it's like, hey, this is a nail, and in order to put the nail into the four by four and hammer it in, you'll need a hammer. And this is a hammer, this is what it looks like. There's a handle, there's a head, and being very specific on that. So how can a leader know if encouraging, being supportive, if you tend to do that, and then you don't get any results, how do you flex it? Now I've given you an example that's kind of extreme, but this is to show you a point. And only in extreme situations can we demonstrate it and, and share and teach a point. The leader has to flex his style to get back to the learners, what we call the learners up to now. If the learner doesn't know anything about a hammer and have never seen a nail before in their entire life or a four by four, you know, you have to go down and be very specific. That's the first part. Then you go from teacher to coach. Now the coach is the person that the learner now has acquired these skills. They know what they don't know. They're starting to see a little bit, you know. I, I have a hammer, I have a nail, now I know what I don't know. It's like, how do I put it in there? How do I make sure I don't hurt myself as I bring this big honk of metal down on the nail, right? So the coach has to still kind of demonstrate and say, okay, now what you gotta do is to do it with them. First, they went into the telling mode as a teacher and then they become a coach is to do it with them and guide them through it. And then the third step is when now they've seen it, they've tested it, they've seen them do it. And what they want to allow the learner to do now is to do it by themselves. That's when you become supportive. That's when you're encouraging it. It's, that's when you turn around and say, you got this. I know you are able to do this. You've done this many a times before. You've done it with me. I've shown it to you. You've done it with me. And now you can do it on your own. Don't be afraid. Just keep on hammering the nail until it gets down. And then they gain confidence. And every time you gain confidence, you increase your competence. That's correct. Though you went from teacher to coach and then to being supportive to be around. And the last step that the coach flexes is now that they go, they're, they're no longer cautious and you can see them, you can, they're pulling down the nail, boom, boom, boom. The coach, the leader then turns around and say, hey, there's another plywood over there, just go out and hammer some of those nails in there. And what the, the learner does or the follower then will do is just go out and earn some confidence. And at one point, the, the follower will lead and say, hey, I want to be able to, uh, I think we should go and nail those four by fours over there in that, that corner. And then they take the lead. They become the leader themselves. That's what super leaders do, right? They flex their style to elevate at each step because you go from, you don't know what you don't know, uh, you don't know what you don't know, then you know what you don't know, right? Then you start to know what you know. And after that, you just know and grow. That's the last step where the leader steps back and lets everyone else or lets the learner take up the leadership themselves. That's when we call delegating. So you go from teacher to coach to supporter and then the last step is delegator. I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, please like, share and comment. I know it's been helpful for me as I've increased my leadership lid and helped my teams grow inside my organization. So until I see you next time live and in person, be safe out there in Montreal, lead on, make every day bandages, and as always, aloha, mahalo, here's to your prodigious success. 
Hi, this is Tito. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Unlock the Leader's Code. For more codes unlocked, don't hesitate to go to www.titokang.com. Feel free to like, share, and comment. I love to hear what you think about what we shared with you.